All right, everybody. Hi, and welcome to Q&A. I'm trying something. This isn't actually new for me, um, but we're always trying new improvements and stuff to make this platform better. Um, if you guys are on Safe House, then you can go to the Make Safe House Better tab as well. If you have any suggestions, if it's within our realm of availability, we'll always do it. But for the last little while, I was trying to do like live Q&A so that you guys could come and see me. But my issue with doing that is that you guys have to listen to the whole entire broadcast to find out where your question is. And if I see people, I have a lot of questions. We have probably about 50 questions plus homework to check every single week. And I just can't get through it expediently when I'm looking at all y'all's beautiful faces. So we tried the Zoom things for a couple of weeks, but definitely gonna be going back to this style of either doing it via audio or doing it via text. But what I love about this is that I can work out or something at the same time. And then I can give you guys a clear timestamp of exactly when you can expect to hear the answers to your questions so you're not having to sift through everything. So we're constantly working to make this better. Your feedback is important to us and we will at least try it. I had someone saying that they were hoping to see me every Friday. I said, well, I'll at least try it. Um, but now we're gonna be ruling that out. So let's get into Q&A. All right, first question. Hi, Onami, hi. Do you have any resources or recommendations when it comes to building a website? Thank you, P.S. I broke up with a boyfriend. Good. You're gonna break up with everybody that's not your soulmate. And if they're not your soulmate, marriage to them would be a disaster. They're gonna leave your life eventually. They'll never find their soulmate. Yes, it sucks to break up with people, but like you will not meet your soulmate until you get rid of the person that's not your soulmate. So trust that it's transporting them to their own highest good. And don't get back together with somebody that you broke up with if you can help it. As far as recommendations for building a website, I have how to build a website in nine days without killing yourself. Here's where you can find that. You can find it in the resources of the Enneagram workshop. You can find it in Empress Academy. You can find it in Autoerotic Wealth when we get to, and it's in the resources for Wealth 6. You can also find it in Erotic Wealth. It's a three minute video, just follow it step by step and you will have a website in nine days without killing yourself. Love you. Hello, Onami. Hi, can you please give me some more clarity on point three on the Enneagram? I am so not secure in the understanding of it. That's cool. I, if the intention is selling an ebook or music, would three be the actual creation process, writing or recording? Or would it be the fact that I must change myself and follow the structure I require to move forward and gain success of the projects or something else? Thank you. So thank you so much for this question. We definitely had a few Enneagrams like this in the Enneagram workshop. Point three for you, it's, it's actually both are correct. So what you want to do, the intention is selling an ebook. So selling is gonna be in point six. Ebook or whatever the book is, is going to be at point three. And the reason why this is gonna be at point three is because Point five will be the actual writing of it, but writing is 90% finding something to write about. So the book is being written in every moment of every day and understanding that and being compassionate with yourself while also introducing discipline and ritual at point three. Of course, there's the ritual that we want to happen and then the ritual that actually happens, but you know, the ritual that you want, I'm gonna write every day at 5 a.m. versus what you actually need. I'm gonna write every single day at some point. 
that's what comes in at point three. But the writing of the book itself is passive, and then the book becomes a piece of passive income for you in the future. Love you. Intense feelings of self-hate and shame triggered by my ongoing struggle with time management. I recently had a revelation. It dawned on me that my difficulties in allocating time effective, efficiently could be traced back to my upbringing in a restrictive cult. In that environment, any pursuits of extracurricular activities, hobbies, or friendships were forbidden. Word. All the while being forced to dedicate countless hours to Bible study and preaching. Seems this early life experience has left me with deep-rooted patterns of time utilization. When I fail in dedicating time to essential tasks like writing my book or creating music, it triggers a paralyzing sensation, and I find myself wasting more precious time. Tonight I should have worked on writing my book, but because I wasted time instead, those feelings of shame and self-loathing allowed me to connect the dots back to my cult upbringing, and this time, whoops, and the control exerted over my time that my time was not truly my own. It was forcefully taken from me. As a teenager, I was even coerced into turning down a job offer I would have loved to devote myself full-time to preaching. I perpetually felt like I'm lagging behind in life, and the truth is I am. Is that the truth? Is that actually the truth, that you're lagging behind in life? Can you absolutely know that that's true? Is it 100% true? And how do you feel when you feel like you're lagging behind in life? And when you feel like you're lagging behind in life, like what vices does that trigger for you? Like what do you want to do? Smoke weed, numb out with Netflix, like... And who would you be if you never had this feeling that you're lagging behind in life? I was systematically deprived of the opportunity to explore my gifts, talents, and interests, which has left me racing against time to catch up. And it feels as though it's unattainable. I'm on part three of the Enneagram, but I haven't been doing my work on tools efficiently because of this time struggle. Is this a passive at work with this revelation? This is something I really need to sort out or I will remain stuck. Thank you so much for this question. So, the tools you gather at point two, you start implementing the tools at point three, and there's always a challenge there. Every single person in the whole world is born into the fourth dimension and the true understanding of that, which means that everybody's gonna struggle with time and time management. So I'd like you to kind of give up this story that you're fucked up or behind when it comes to time because everybody feels this way. And if everybody's fucked up, then nobody's fucked up. <laughs> but this is really the shakedown at point three where you set that perfect intention of I'm going to do this and I'm going to study two hours a day. And then the reality of your life sets in. And sometimes we need more self-discipline, but honestly, in the places we're convinced we need the most self-discipline, we actually need more self-love. And accepting what the truth of your schedule is, like I just had to do this recently. Whee! I just had, I'm on my elliptical right now. The truth about me is that I was planning on studying every single day for two hours. The problem is, is that I literally can't do that because my style, I'm a really solid implementer. I do not go forward in a book or a teaching or a process 
until I have completely implemented what I was told to. So that means where most people just follow the video, I literally hit pause, stop everything, send whatever emails I have to do to my team, adjust everything I need to adjust right then and there to be able to implement and not just hear what's been told to me. And honestly, I feel like that serves me really well because I only read like one of the books on the fourth way and I'm reading the second one right now. And I have taught multiple workshops because I really understood that first book. And I didn't understand it right away. I just took the time to completely implement it. And it's the same with me with SEO. It's the same with me for anything else. And I'm okay with that. I'm not behind in my courses. I do things differently. But this story of like, I'm behind and I have to catch up is really damaging. So here's what I'm going to recommend for you. is a simple 40-day practice, and I believe that this is the ritual that you actually need. Might not be the one that you planned out for, but I would like you to start every single day by coming to the morning routine section of our app. And it's gonna ask you three questions. The first one is related to pleasure to help you get where you're supposed to be every day. What do you want to do? Not what do you need to do, not what should you do. We have another question for that. But it's what do you want to do today? So today I wanted to finish work early and be able to have an early start to my weekend. And I'm well on target for that. <laughs> and by pursuing that once, I realized I'm like, look, as much as I wanted to satisfy that one customer that wanted me to do live Q&A every single week, even though I had said from the beginning that that wasn't a way that I could do q and It's like, I'll try it. But then I felt like I had to keep doing it. It doesn't work for me. That's not a good use of my time. It takes me three hours to do something, and then I don't want to do it every single week. Instead, I can set up to do something like this. I'm much happier. It's more efficient, and I get to be done with work early the same way that I was intending to be. I literally had like a mental breakdown the last three weeks when I was doing live Q&A because I'm like, my Fridays suck. I'm in safe house grading homework, looking at things for like four hours. And that's not what I intended to have. And I initially, when I was describing this practice and how Q&A would exist, when I moved from monthly Q&A to weekly q and I'm like, I can do it, but it has to be on my terms. I can give 75% more Q&A but it has to be on my terms. And now I honor that, but sometimes I get stuck in things and I don't wanna let people down. I'd rather let myself down than other people down. And that's why it's so important to honor and pursue your pleasure every single day. The next question is, if you could only get one thing done today, what would it be? And this is your productivity. So the only thing I could get done today was this. I'm working my ass off on this fucking machine right now. I've never been on an elliptical before, but they have it in the garage of my rentals. Okay. Um, but it was this as well as releasing and SEOifying my new video on the Enneagram, which is amazing. And I'm fucking in tears with how beautiful it is. I'm obsessed. And then the final question is how can God bless you today? So today, and this is the neutral time. This is where the gift wave, this is where you realize that you have things on your to-do list and God has things on its to-do list and everything is beautiful in that way. I said today that God can bless me with the feeling of girl chill. It's safe to chill. It's, oh, 
fan pants that go to fan, fan sweater? You don't have Vans pants. We've well, never had. Well, the, it's just plain black sweatpants that go with your, your Vans hoodie. I thought you were saying fan, like where's my fan hoodie? Oh, listen, to, listen to me and my words, Cher. Your black sweatpants are exactly there. And your black Vans hoodie is on the bottom shelf of your closet on the right-hand side. So the, it was the black sweatpants you were wearing yesterday and you just left them on your chair. They're not in your closet, they're just on the chair. A kiss for mom, please. I love you. Oh. Oh, honey, thank you. I would love it if you came in here and jogged with me. Um, the next question is, how can God bless you today? And I said, God can bless me today with like the girl chill. It'll all work out, chill, relax, let me support you. You're successful not because of what you're doing, but because of who you're being. So that's a morning routine that I want you to do every single day. And then at the end of the night, I want you to either go to the Daily Wins chat or tell somebody that you love, even if that person is yourself, just make a list of everything that you accomplished that day. Because you're saying, I'm behind, I said I was gonna study two hours a day, I didn't study two hours a day, I'm behind, I'm lagging behind. And then all of this other story trying to validate this totally false belief that you're behind. You're not behind. It's not possible to be behind in anything because you're here. Here is never behind. Here is never ahead. It's just here and that's fine and that's beautiful. So, but being ahead is the equal and opposite reaction to being behind and none of these things are the truth of who you are. You're here. You can't be behind. You can't be ahead because you're just here. And that's perfectly fine. That's exactly where you are supposed to be. So, woo, I'm working on this machine. So I want you to review your wins and you can do this in daily wins. You can also do this in your journal, but I want you to recognize that while you may not have done two hours of study a day, you have accomplished all of these other amazing things, difficult things you weren't expecting to get done because you were just inspired about it. And focus on that, that will help you see that you've always been exactly where you're supposed to be and you are progressing every single day. It's not possible to move backwards. Love you. All right, question. Hi, as my grandma would say, I love you today. I do. My, my son said to my husband the other day for his birthday, I was like, we all need to go around and say something that we love about dad. And my son looks at his dad and goes, I love that you're sometimes nice. <laughs> Anyways, my question this time around is about something I heard you mention, which is using black magic to protect the content you make. Want to share about it, please? Yeah, of course. Just tell people there's black magic on it and their own, that's passive black magic. So you tell people black magic exists, they will fill in the blanks with what they think that means and they will not pirate your content. And literally everyone's afraid of black magic except for people that know how black magic works. So yeah, that's all that you need to do. Also, I'm at day 32 of the Waking Wealth System, so I'm in full will mode. Hey, advice on how to grow your email list. I have Instagram, but I've been detoxing it lately to focus on this magical process, and I know my following on there is not resonant of the audience I know I'm supposed to reach. Might be a belief there. I say start with the audience you have. Of course, there's always room to go, but I'm determined to figure out how to grow my audience. Your girl knows the presentation point of the system is coming up. And I'm like, who am I presenting to? Wonderful. I know there's a way through. Help, mom. 
I got you no problem. And actually the best and most efficient resource for you on this is going to be a video I just put out on, on YouTube, but it's also in your Enneagram bonuses and it's, and it's also in your auto erotic wealth bonuses. You can get it at all of these places. Oh, and I even made its own workshop about it. So you can just scroll to the bottom of your workshop, your workshop area and you'll see it there, but it's how to go from zero to 40 K in a spiritual business. And there we talk specifically about building the audience with something called a lead magnet and what that lead magnet should contain and how that fits within the holistic structure of your business. It's a one hour and 10 minute video, but you will have, you'll, you'll be like, Oh my God, I have everything I need. I do not need to hire a business coach. I don't need to do I have literally everything I need to just go step-by-step step through this process. So I'm definitely going to recommend that for you. Oh, whew, I love this workout machine. All right. Question about the re wheels reinvented process. When making those feeling connections to memories, the part where you give yourself what you needed in those memories, does this have to be done to resolve it? Sometimes I find it difficult and I ended up making the connection. Can the awareness be enough in some cases or perhaps attempted at a future time? The awareness is enough in all cases. The awareness is enough in literally all cases. And we talk about that in that first video, what are chakras, what is trauma? And then we also talk about it in the first um, module where we speak about, um, oh, I just had a big idea coming through for the, the release of this book. We talk about in the first module, which is the Muladhara chakra trauma, how you just have to go and revisit it and that's enough. Great job. And she says to me, this is very powerful work you've made here. I'm in a few workshops because I need all of them and I need to be doing them alongside each other, all the different paces. That's fine. They're exactly what I need. Medicine for real is just the beginning, but I can't thank you enough for providing these resources. Honey, you are so welcome. And I'm here for you every single Friday, always looking for a more efficient way. I'm always trying to qualify for this job, but this is what I love so much about offering people the annual safe house as opposed to just the monthly is so that you can just kind of settle in for the year. The money's been spent and you're like, I'm going to do all of them at whatever pace I'm going to get it done. So I love that for you. And I love a manifester. Thank you so much. I'm at erotic lesson six. Am I still am I still at point three here? Want to share some roadblocks I'm experiencing and get your take? Nothing dramatic, but there are challenges. I got an in-person job for more steady income when I came to terms with my business not being financially viable. Someone else cutting me a paycheck is not ideal, but it's reliable and requires a skill set that's good to develop. What I thought was paying first and fa fastest was doing freelance writing for Upwork clients. And when I got at, when I got two jobs instantly, one after the other with good reviews, but now I've applied for many more and nothing, no jobs for a month. I'm not sure what I'm doing wrong. You're not doing anything wrong. I also committed to daily exercise, which I kept up for a month, but then a knee injury from nowhere slowed me down. All this makes me feel like I'm not making progress, but I'm trying to focus my energy on building the tools I need. Are these just symptoms of point three? And what do you feel these restrictions are indicating for me? So if you're at six, that means you're at point five. You've been there for a minute. You're getting close to point six. So everywhere there's a triangle point, things are going to get really, really difficult, especially as you're preparing to introduce this product to the market. Now, I really believe um, what you're just going to want to look at is, is figuring out if this new job that you've got, cause you're, you're nearing the active point. 
So this is your active income, which is just telling us that whatever you're creating is going to have to be passive income. And if it's passive income, that means it's going around the limitations of your current job. It also means that you're nearing that surrender line, which starts at point six, it's where it gets tricky all over again. And that ritual that you were relying on is going to have to be updated. You're gonna to have to surrender that one and develop a new one. We always wanna bring in super efforts when we're at, point, um, when we're at the triangle points. But point three is always the one where we do a ritual and point six is always the one where we do a sacrifice. So, uh, you know, changing something with the diet or with the habit or something like that. So that's all I think is going on here is that you're nearing another triangle point, but you have active income now. And that's great because your business plan has pivoted, but it's something that's a lot more conducive to being passive and now there's not financial strain on it. So I don't think you're doing anything wrong. If you wanna rest, rest. Bring in a more relaxing activity and uh, you know something like tea or looking out the window, which is like one of my preferred forms of meditation. Daily baths, abhyanga, but some kind of, but also making a sacrifice is really useful here. So eating to your human design um, along the line of surrender is a good one, things like that. You're doing fine, honey. This is all normal and you are absolutely 100% not doing anything wrong. Things are only hard at specific times. The main times are the, the triangle points, but the triangle points include the point right before and the point after. Now it means that you're, it's like, oh my God, if everything's a point before and a point after a triangle point, that's 100% of the time. That's not necessarily true. It's the actual triangle points where things get really tricky but you can tell that you're leaving one point and going into the next one when things start feeling really difficult. So you've been at point five longer than usual because I've kept you guys there. I'm like, these are all things that you want to know, but that's you moving forward. This is a sign of you moving forward. So you're never doing anything wrong. You're doing amazing. Love you. Hi, mommy. Hi. First, I wanna mention that I watched the documentary Children of God, Lost and Found, and you were in it, yes. As someone, yeah, that was my, my brother made that documentary. As someone that was in a cult-like religious organization in my teens that fucked me up, seeing you at that point in your life now get, to now gave me so much hope, good. Truly, thank you, no problem. Anyway, my question is about mastering the ratio of time between passive, active, and neutral. I know neutral should be 33%, but what percentage should active and passive be? Thank you. So a triangle distributes weight evenly. 33%, a kiss for me, my love. You're my precious love. Um, triangle distributes weight evenly. So we've got 33% to black, I'm, to, I'm sorry, to active, 33% to passive, and 33% to neutral. And this is how, you know, this is a natural flow of things. So we're just aligning you to that natural flow. But for example, I had like a crazy day on Wednesday. On Wednesday, I woke up and went straight to work. What did I do at 7 a.m.? Um, at 7 a.m., I wrote two newsletters. 9 a.m., 10 a.m., no, 7 a.m., I wrote two newsletters. 9 a.m. I finished reading the Britney Spears book while working out. So that was passive, active was writing newsletters. Then 
I had a coaching call. So it was me receiving coaching that was inputting at 10. Then I shot an episode of The Intuitor at 11, from 11 to 12, that was me outputting. Then I coached a client from 1 to 3 p.m. Now, that was a crazy productive day, like outrageously productive. Then, oh, I also taught my husband how to do YouTube clips after that from 3 to 4. So at the end of the day, when I've had a lot of active and past time, I'm like, go, 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 you know, let's get it done. But what I decided to do because I understand flow was to tell myself, okay, work is done for the day and how I'm going to spend the rest of my Wednesday is doing my classic Wednesday tradition of deep cleaning the house. And even though I usually love to deep clean the house, listening to a podcast or something else, this time I'm going to make sure that I don't have any music on, that I don't have any podcast on and I'm simply enjoying the process of returning my house back to its sacred state. So it becomes reflexive over over time, but what you can ask yourself is, you know, learning to be aware of how you're feeling in the course of the day and be like, what do I need? What do I, what have I had a lot of today? Have I had a lot of active time? Yes. Okay. So let me, do I need passive or neutral? And you will find that you just really love the way that your life starts to look when you're being fed at all three levels of flow. Love you. Hi, mommy. Not really a question. I just wanted to say I'm really struggling and I feel like my life is falling apart. Thank you so much for reaching out. You are, take a look at whatever workshops you're on. If you're at lesson 4.3, this is normal. If you're at lesson 6.5 or lesson 7.6, all normal. If you're at lesson 9, which is 0.8, that's all normal. Um, Today, my child had to have an appendectomy out of the blue and the relationship that I knew would have to end is ending. This sound, you're at point three of wherever you are. Honey, I'm so sorry. Kid health stuff is so scary. I unfortunately can't afford a place of my own at the time. So I will have to move in with my mom, who I don't get along with, at 30 with three kids. Honey, I'm trying to stay realistic but positive. I just feel like my life is pure fucking chaos right now. I'm at point four but I'm seeing so much more themes of what I put for my 0.5. I'm at 0.4, but I'm seeing so much more themes of what I put for my 0.5. Oh, well, here we go. If you're at 0.4, no, 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 this is all, this is all right. So 0.3, you were like, I'm going to change. I'm going to do something. And now you're being met with the real limitations, the real limitations, meaning, yeah, yeah, this is all normal. Um, That whatever you're going to do, you're going to have to do from your mom's house. And your kid had a health issue. You're going to have to put your kids first and foremost more than ever now because you're going into single parent mode and then your child had health issues. Oh my God, literally so sorry. And all this stuff is so crazy, but none of this is, is wrong. This is just, these are the limitations that you've been handed and your style, your creative style will 110% go around these things. My only question to you is why, well, I, I guess I don't know what the situation is, but like, Shouldn't the guy always move out and let you keep the home? I guess it's only if it's been a long-term relationship and I'm not sure what the history is here, but you will figure it out. And look, I had to move in with my mom when I was 30. I had to move in with my mom when I was 30. That was like the only way that I, I really had to just take that breath. And now, and I couldn't stay there for very long. Like literally it wasn't that possible. 
and I actually did not get along with my mom at all, but now we have an amazing relationship due to that stay because, and I'm so proud of the relationship that I have with my mom because our relationship was like very broken. Like I tried to kill myself when I was 13. My mom said she wished it had worked and kicked me out with $5. My mom was in a cult. I had left it via that suicide attempt. I didn't speak to her for seven years. And then when she would show up randomly in New York to try and see us, I wouldn't speak to her. This was like, I stopped talking to her straight up for seven years. And then I would take maybe one phone call from her a year where I would just yell at her. And if she showed up in New York, I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. I don't want to see you never come here again. Like I would really, I would be very, very angry. And now I pay my mom's bills. I happily speak to her a couple times a week. I really look forward to it. We have a great time together. Our relationship was totally broken and we fixed it and it's better than it ever has been before. But it was all because I moved back in with her and I was willing to listen to her side of the story. Instead of just being like, she's a stupid woman that made stupid decisions and a horrible mom. I was, she was willing to hear my side of the story. And, but more than that, I was willing to hear her side of the story. I listened to her side of the story first. I listened to everything about her and I really thought about her as a person and not my mom and, and my expectations of the type of mom that she should have been to me. And when I was really interested in hearing her side of the story, she became really interested in hearing my side of the story and now we have an amazing relationship. Yes, your life is pure fucking chaos right now, but now you have very realistic, and now it's like you're like, okay, I cannot sell more than X amount of hours per week. And I also have to make X amount because this is where I want to move into. This is what I want to, this is the type of life that I want to have. This is what it's going to cost me. And this is how much I'm going to have to make. Now, I don't know how long you're in safe house for this, why I love the annual version. Cause I can just tell people like, it's okay for you to take your time here. But my workshop, Waking Wealth, it's 40 days straight. It's 40 days straight, but you could handle a 20-minute workout every single day for 40 days and focusing on creating wealth, meditating, all of that. That will be really helpful for you to strategize a clear financial path out, as well as changing your mindset from... Yes, of course you can try this workout machine. I'm sending so much healing love to you and your family. And you will... this. This can change everything if you let it. This can change everything in a positive way if you let it. Love you. Hi, I'm looking for some specific tips, hopefully on figuring out what I do best. I asked before, but I wasn't specific about this part. I've actually done all the homework deeply, incidentally judging by the fact that the shit has hit the fan. I'm relatively certain I'm circling on point three. Serious family health problems, illnesses, surgeries. It's been intense. I totally get it but I was kind of hoping that this one piece would shake out in the mix because I still have no idea how to go about determining what I'm best at, at least as far as anything scalable. I'm particularly good at seeing the overall landscape of people's energy. I'm deeply intuitive. I can sense the shape of systems, particularly human energy systems, and I've been studying and working with them for 30 plus years. Could this be found in my life's work in Gene Keys or the Pearl? No, not really. It's actually, that might actually really confuse you. You want to use life's work, Gene Keys, and the Pearl once you have an idea of what that is because the human design Gene Keys can be so open-ended and what you need is something really specific right now. And there's nothing more specific than Ikigai, 
two hedgehog, two flywheel, two Enneagram. So this is, you know, we can't do the hedgehog without identifying what it is that you do best. We can't do a flywheel without a hedgehog. And we can't do a, we can't do an Enneagram without a flywheel. So we have to do all of these different points. Um, manifestor generate, manifesting generator four, six with a hanging 45 gate and open will center. All right, cool. So what I'm going to have you do is I just need to see your homework. Like I just need to, I just need to see your homework. So this is what I want you to turn into me. Um, and you can put it in homework check. What I need to see is your Ikigai, but filled out with all of the potential things. I, I need to see your draft of your Ikigai and also your hedgehog. Because if you weren't clear about this, there's no way that I could approve what your hedgehog concept is. So I need to see your Ikigai homework and I need to see your hedgehog homework. Your Ikigai, you can just look that up online. You don't have to go looking for it. It's I-K-I-G-A-I. You wanna fill in all four quadrants of that. And then your hedgehog homework is in lesson three, which is point two tools of autoerotic wealth. And please, before you draft that, we've added like some bonus videos checking people's hedgehogs. This is something um, that'll help you to look into first. So we will get you through this 110%, but I will not get through it by speculating. I just have to see your data. So I will look for that next Friday. You're not behind. Don't worry. It's all going to work out perfectly. And once you have this, you're going to be like, okay, I feel so good because I can just focus on this. Cool. Just a note on that. This is just that like classic case of how you can't go past point three if, if, if points ahead aren't done. So if, if I'm sorry, if the points before aren't done. So if there's something that's incorrect, we actually won't be able to go forward past point three. And I love that. I love that because it means that we're not ever losing money. It might take us more time to get something right, but I would so much rather like take more time to get something right when it's only costing me a time investment than be trying to get something right when I have an active ad running and it's costing me a money every single day to keep the doors open on it. I have a question about kinks, yay. We are talking about how if a kink is expressed the, and the opposite kink that is suppressed needs to be expressed to cancel each other out. If that's the case, is the erotic of the kink dead or can it be expressed in a healthy way from time to time? In the same way, if only part of the kink is expressed and the other side is suppressed, does that mean the expression will be unhealthy? No, it just means you'll be stuck there. So here's the thing. Every kink has two sides. A dominant kink has a submissive side. Now, if you don't express both sides of it where you're like, look, there's times when I love to be dominant, but there's other times when I love to be you know, submissive and it's in a specific area, when you can acknowledge both those sides of the kink, then a new one comes forward. And sometimes we have favorite kinks, you know, that we always wanna work with, but kinks are meant to, you know, we're, we're meant to get new kinks and to constantly be like going into new erotic territory with ourselves and with our partner. And so if we don't, let's say that we only express the dominant side and we never express the submissive side, then that'll, we'll just be stuck on that kink. 
And it doesn't mean that there's anything bad with that. Like there's people in dom sub relationships for lifetimes that are so happy with one another. But something that I have seen about long-term dom sub relationship days is that there's high protocol days where it's like you're on a leash, you're collared and leashed. There's low protocol days where it's like you're not collared and leashed, but if I give you that look, you know what's up. And then there's no protocol days where it's like we're not we're not playing these roles whatsoever today. And in those no protocol days, the dominant gets to experience a more submissive side of things. So even when it's like a relationship that's very defined by the dom sub relationship, they still, in order to make it sustainable, need to have caveats with that so that they can experience the other sides of their kink to make it a lasting relationship. So it's not, there's nothing bad about kink. There's nothing, you know, unhealthy. It's just that, are you permitting yourself to really fully express the kinks that you have and to not define yourself by one kink? Because when you do that, it doesn't cycle through you. You find yourself craving more, but you don't really know what to do with that. So you think, oh, you know, I'm craving more, but that must be more dominant. So let me double, triple down on my dominant roles. You're just not really satisfied. And so it's about being able to reach peak pleasure, peak satisfaction over and over again as new peaks make themselves available to you. So there's always two sides of every kink. And it's not that you have to explore that, you know, in like a very formal setting, but even being open to the idea that this side of you exists is enough to, to let it be expressed and, and for new kinks to come. Love you. Is there recommendations for the best websites to use as a business, like a checklist of tools, apps to build our business with the best foundations so that we don't have to build it again? Um, best is not an objective term. Even if you were to look up like best websites or best anything to use, you know, this is, it really depends on like what you're looking for. So when I built my first website, I used Weebly because, which doesn't exist anymore because I wanted something that had drag and drop functionality. I wanted to be able to do it myself and I wanted it to just be very simple. And that was also the criteria I was looking for when it came to building an app. I used Passion.io for my app. Something that I wanted with an app is that it had to be cheap. I had to be able to edit it myself and it needed to have an app support team so that it wasn't always like coming through me. And I found all of that in Passion.io. And heads up, they have a really good Black Friday sale where it's like 70% off. And this isn't an ad. But if you're thinking about doing Passion.io, you can always reach out to them, send them an email, and be like, I really want to do it, but I, you know, is there any way to get early access to the sale? And they, they'll do that for you. When somebody puts sales like that that dramatically in their business, they just want the sale and they'll do it again for you. You can always just reach out to them. If not, because they'll say, oh, well, you know, wait till Black Friday. They know that you're going to do that. And then there's a chance that you might be distracted when Black Friday rolls around. So they're always more hungry to get the scale, the sale, especially if it's like clandestine and nobody knows about it. Um, but it's really about what you want from a platform. Now my websites use Squarespace because instead of looking for websites that had drag drop functionality so that I could do it myself, I wanted something that was globally recognized and that I could hire just about anyone to make updates to. Weebly was really good for me, but it didn't really scale. No one I knew knew how to uh, use that specific platform, but because Squarespace was so popular, that became my choice. What I will tell you is that one platform that I cannot believe is as rated as highly as it is, is Kajabi. 
Like Kajabi is so expensive. It's so clunky. It sucks. I feel like people just have seen this now and like, oh, Kajabi, Kajabi. Kajabi fucking sucks. It's so expensive. And Podia does a much better job of brokering those sales for you so that when someone buys something, they can get it right away. Podia is like a fraction of the price. It's only like 40 to 60 bucks a month. Also not an ad, um, but they, they are so much better. I just think that Kajabi is the most overrated platform of all time. I would just, it really just depends on like what it is that you're looking for and don't underestimate the how cheap it can be to get somebody to at least make the skeleton of your website using a freelancing website like Fiverr. Um, if you have an existing website but you want it transferred to a better host, you can just pay somebody to migrate that site and it's, you know, be less than $500. It's worth a look, especially if the task is really daunting for you. Also, just want to let you know there's that web that there's that three minute resource that's in the bonuses for Empress Academy in the resources for the Enneagram. It is also in the I should just make a I should just add on to the product that I just started of like all the resources that you need for beginners workshops. Maybe I can get Janae to do that for me. Um, but that resource, how to build a website in a week without killing yourself in the Enneagram, in autoerotic wealth, in waking wealth, in, uh, erotic wealth as well. So you can get all of those in your workshops settings. Um, the most direct way I know, cause I just put this here resources section of the Enneagram workshop. Hi, Onami. I think this work has leveled me up spiritually and an on and off relationship with my ex finally ended completely happy for you. It was on its way out anyways, but I'm feeling a lot of grief. I get it. I'm also working with a ton of people, newly sober with lots and lots of really intense trauma. At the end of the day, I feel like I have no energy and motivation. I'm trying to focus on doing autoerotic and not let feelings run the show, but I am struggling. I'm wondering if you've been through this with the Enneagram and how you've been able to get focused and productive with your goals again. Thank you for the support. Oh my God, I'm so happy to be able to give you such a clear answer here. Um, grief, when it's time for grieving, it's time for grieving. And if this relationship, you've just let it go, it's like at point three, whatever has to be set passive has to be set passive. And I think you're seeing a couple things now. You know, the um, passive means... It's whatever needs to be burned up. So if this relationship with your ex had to be burned up, it's like, that's the time where it's got to go. And then when it comes to, you know, doing all these really intense sessions with clients, this is probably pointing you at something that really wants to be set passive. And if you watch the Well Six resource that you'll get on Monday about like crafting your method, you'll be able to see that you've been taking all these intense clients through a method and that there's a way that they could go through it without you at a lower price point, which would be really profitable for your business. Yes, here's some water right here. But all of these things, limitations create style. And it seems like you're at point four where it's like dealing with the limitations that all of this has brought you. So grief, you know, when you're grieving, it's so important to let yourself grieve. You're not going to feel like this forever, but if you try to not feel like this, you're going to feel like it for even longer. So it's like, it's okay for, you're not going to feel like this forever, but it's insanely painful. And these feelings are here to be felt. Like you're not meant to be like, oh, how do I get this to go away? This isn't the always state of your, this isn't the always state of your life. 
So how can you enjoy it considering, and what do you know you need having been in this place before? If you need to take all of the pressure off of yourself and be like, look, I had my ritual that I was gonna do autoerotic every single week and have this turned in no matter what, but now I've gone through a breakup as a result of this workshop and I'm feeling a lot of grief. This is, the, this is what you actually need. You know, where you think you need more discipline, you actually need more self-love. And there's so many things about the grieving process that make it unique to anything else that you'll experience. Like you wanna stay in bed all day, stay in bed all day. But don't beat yourself up about it. You're grieving right now. You don't wanna, if you let yourself do this completely, if you were to give yourself one week where you cleared your schedule for one week and you said, all I'm going to, and everything can be rescheduled, it's no big deal or you do the absolute minimum, and this would be the passive space, setting all of your work, how can I get this down to the minimum possible commitment, reducing all of the work that I'm doing to just the minimum possible commitment, and giving yourself full permission to grieve it, eat that Thai food takeout, binge watch Yellowstone, go into that zone of grieving, and when you're ready to come out of it, go to mommyonami.com forward slash painkiller and do that meditation on him. But you're not, even every storm cloud runs out of rain. Even nature can't handle storming all the time. It's not gonna happen to you, but if you fight it, it's just gonna go on. So give yourself full permission to grieve. I recommend taking a week to just really, you know, I should go to the gym. No, 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 you should not go to the gym. You're grieving right now. Unless you really want to go to the gym, don't you go. Unless you really want to clean your house, don't clean that house. Walk around in your robe, be a weirdo, get that fucking fallen top knot, hair sticking out, look going. You're grieving, but it's not going to be this way forever. And if you give yourself permission to do it, you'll move through it much faster. You are not alone, honey bunny. I will see you next week. Oh, here we go. Also, I'm really curious about what it was like for you when you first started posting on your TikTok. Did you have a plan and a strategy or was it more spontaneous and just whatever you felt like talking about at the time? If you have a course on this, please let me know. Thank you, you're such an inspiration. Thank you. When I went on to TikTok, I just set the intention because I had a TikTok where I was trying to do things right and I was following TikTok strategies and all this stuff. And it was a lot of work and I grew to like 7,000 followers within maybe, you know, four months, but it just wasn't really, it was a lot of work. And then that one got deleted. It got taken down because I had my boob out and I may or may not have squirted someone with breast milk on a live. Um, but I, when I went back on it, I was so happy because they had blocked my IP address but when I moved to a new place, I was able to get a new TikTok and I was just so happy about that because I just felt like it was exactly what my business was needing. And I went into it with the intention that I was just going to make really good content that I was and, and really good. So the majority of my videos don't go viral and I just don't give a shit, but I wanted to be the, the, my last TikTok was there for entertaining people. And this time I just wanted to provide the strongest content and answer the best questions. What's my favorite color of leaves, honey bunny? Off that tree, off your leaf store tree? Yeah. I gotta say those pink ones just call to me. I, I just absolutely love them. There's a thicket of trees out here and my son likes to climb the tree and open a leaf store and the green leaves are money and the pink leaves are for sale. But I have a feeling he's gonna come and bring me a haul of these fresh leaves from the leaf store. All right, you guys, let's go see if we have any questions in erotic. And this is so... 
please let me know what you guys think about getting your Q&A this way. I just really don't want to waste anybody's time. I want it to be super. The main thing is that I wanted you guys to get timestamps so that you didn't have to listen to everybody's answer in order to find where yours was. And when I'm doing it live, I'm just too distracted and I can't do it. When I'm doing it on voice notes, I can pause, get you an accurate timestamp. I can be excited about this because I'm on my treadmill, I'm on my elliptical right now. Um, but this is definitely, for me, this is what works. This is how it has to be for me. But I would love to hear if this rising tide is lifting your boat as well and if this really works out for you. So love you. Let's go to erotic and see if we have any questions there. Should I avoid telling people that they can manifest their favorite life? Manifest meaning develop a spiritual practice that acts as a tool for inner work that leads to more and more peace and joy in our entire experience, not faith without works. I thought that I believe this to be true for everyone, yet I know, and I know that it's true for me. My ICA is American. I can't stop thinking about what about the people who are suffering through war and genocide in their homeland and can't escape. It seems like manifesting their favorite lives isn't an option for them. I know that not everyone is here to manifest their favorite life and that there's nothing easier to bear than the suffering of others, but I really do want my teachings to be objective and make sense. Thank you for your insight in advance. Love this question. And the truth is, is that manifesting is a level one skill and level one is subjective. There's just no way around that. The next, and that's the whole world of level one teachings is all about manifesting. You can control your destiny, et cetera, et cetera. And this is useful to a degree, but all second level teachings and second level is the first objective level. All second level teachings are rooted in surrender. They're rooted in surrender. So people in Gaza will have to surrender to it. This is reality. Deal with it. This is where you're at right now. How do you navigate this? If you cannot change this, you must accept it. How can you accept this? And that's a whole world of teachings. It's not something like most people will never go to level three in their life. You would have to devote your entire life to spiritual practice to go to level three. So level two is like a whole world and it's not just boom, boom from one to the other, but mesoterica does take you out of, out of the subjective and into the objective. It's a, it's a process, but it'll get the, it'll get the job done. But manifesting it, people can build their favorite life. People can build their favorite life, but if it's not for them, for example, I wanted to build my favorite life with my fiance and then he died. So all that entire world and everything that I was trying to manifest with him, opening a bar together, moving upstate together, having kids together, he died. There wasn't anything that I could do about that. And you know, it was the worst part about the manifesting world is that I had been so, they say, you know, every thought's a prayer and whatever you focus on is gonna happen. He was a junkie and I was like so terrified that he was gonna die all the time and then he died and I'm like, oh my God, I manifested this. So <laughs> manifesting is level one and that's totally fine. But the truth is, let me be real with you, honey. Everyone and their mother online is talking about manifesting. Every fucking shitty pop song that comes out now is talking about manifesting. This is not cutting edge. So do you want to go to your cutting edge? I feel like you want to go to your cutting edge. I feel like you really want, if you want to go to your cutting edge, you have to study until there is a force in you that nothing can destroy. And if you're asking these questions, like is manifesting enough? Does this actually work? You're ready for level two. You're ready to go into level two. So the keyword there is surrender. And the level two teachings are Tantra, fourth way, Gnosis, um, what else? Zen, 
All of these things are second level teachings. The second level is called the Mesoteric and you can initiate into the Mesoteric in my workshop, Mesoterica. Love you. Good question. Last question. Love you guys.